Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello, greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome, all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing. All of my teams, 365 days a year, so do you. So let's talk some Dynasty, episode number 217, still looking back at the offseason, or looking back at the season, rather. We're starting the offseason, looking back at the season. And one of the things that I like to do these first few weeks after the season is really go back and reassess uh, moves that I've made, uh, things that I did with my teams to see, you know, if I have uh, improved, and it really helps me improve to look at mistakes that I've made, or to even see things that I've got right. So if you listened last week, I re-ranked the rookie class. That's one thing that I like to do at the start, at the end of every season, rather. Try to see where I was right, where I was wrong. You know, how I can improve my process on how I analyze and, and rank my rookies. And in case you missed it, go back and listen to that. Um, but another thing that I like to do, too, is I like to go back. This is hard to do, but you got to make yourself do it. Go back and look at all of the trades that I've made during this last year. And really look at them honestly and assess whether they were good trades or bad trades. So in this season, uh, the, I made 14 different trades. And so I'm going to do this podcast now to evaluate the trades that I made, um, the ones that I liked, the ones that I didn't, and I'll be really honest about it. So I'm going to start with my favorite trade and go all the way down to the worst trade that I've ever made. And if you want a teaser, you've got to wait and see what the worst trade that I ever made was. It was terrible <laughs> this season. It's among my worst ever Hey, but let's start with the positive. Here's some good trades that I made, and we'll kind of work our way down to some of the worst ones that I made. All right, so let's start with the best. I traded uh, to get Tyree Kill and Daryl Williams, and I traded away DJ Moore and Daryl Henderson. So I got Tyree Kill and Daryl Williams. I gave away DJ Moore and Daryl Henderson, one of my favorites. Uh, this trade I'm most pleased with this season. It helped me get to the Super Bowl in this league, which I sadly lost. But I took over an orphan team with DJ Moore on my squad, and I quickly put him on the trading block because I value Moore far less than most dynasty managers. Another manager and I kind of negotiated this deal to get Moore off my team and get Hill on my team. The trade occurred actually before the season started, so that was when Daryl Henderson was a little bit more of a hot commodity. He was considered to be the Rams' starter while they waited for Cam Akers to get back from his injury. And then Daryl Williams at this time had just got uh, signed with the Cardinals, to back up James Conner. So that's why these two Hendersons were in uh, this trade. Obviously, right now, you look at both Hendersons, and you, or I mean, both Williams and Henderson there, and you see, I should say, both Daryls, and they both, you know, really are kind of worthless. But the significant part of this trade is I acquired Hill, and I gave up DJ Moore. The other guys were pretty much a wash. In this league, Hill finished as a second uh, wide receiver in points scored, just behind Justin Jefferson, who's also on my roster. And I really believe that if Tua Tungavaola had remained healthy for the whole season, Hill could have actually surpassed Jefferson in total points. So I did give up some years, you know, going, I think, three years younger. Yeah, I gave up, you know, giving away more to go with Tyreek Hill. But I just believed that he would thrive, even though he wasn't with Patrick Mahomes. And I was proved right in this trade. This trade looks excellent for me at the end of the season. And I think that it really looks excellent for me in the years to come. So happy to have Tyreek Hill back on one of my squads. Second trade that I made that I'm happy with is Amon Ross St. Brown. I traded to acquire him, and I only had to give up Naheem Hines and a 2022 second-round pick. Now, this trade, you know, was made before the start of the season, and it's a little bit more complex because this is a salary cap league and a contract league. 
and so both players were on pretty cheap contracts, but they were both guaranteed through the 2023 season, and so the other manager, for some reason, was just really eager to acquire Hines to be a handcuff to his Jonathan Taylor. And so my co-manager and I in this league, we were happy to give up a second-round pick and and uh, give away Hines to get St. Brown on our roster for the next two years. Amazing. And I think he's good. he may be the player that we uh, whose contract we're most likely to extend at the end of this next season. Uh, sadly, we did get knocked off in the semifinals in this league, uh, but we did take home some money but for being the highest-scoring team in the league and the team with the best record. And St. Brown was certainly a part of that. He started every single week for us, and he finished in this league as the eighth-highest receiver in scoring. Uh, Hines was traded to the Bills midseason and was unstartable in fantasy leagues this year. So the other manager used a second-round pick. I think he drafted, yeah, he drafted Kenny Pickett uh, with that pick, but it's a one-quarterback league, so good great, good grief. He's got to be hating that. Kenny Pickett and Naheem Hines, and he gave away a Monroe St. Brown who we will still have on our roster this next year, given the salary contract, uh, salary cap and contract league. Super excited about that one. Another trade that was a little bit, uh, I like that I made, but it's a little bit more complex to explain, is I acquired Trevor Lawrence, and I had to give up Tyler Algier, a 2023 first-round pick, and $634 of rookie auction cash, which I'll try to explain. Um, I gave up quite a bit, you know, but this is a 14-team Superflex League. And that's what I had to give up to acquire Trevor Lawrence. But I'm still pleased that I did. I started this season in this league with Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan as my starters in the Superflex League. So needless to say, by the end of the season, I was pretty desperate at quarterback. And so I made this trade near the end of the season, which actually helped me get into the playoffs. And I think beyond that, it set me up for the future with a young and improving quarterback. This league's pretty unique because the rookie auction draft is um, an auction it's an auction draft so each slot in the draft is assigned a certain amount of money for instance the 1.1 pick is worth a thousand dollars and the 1.9 pick the first round pick that i actually gave up in this trade was worth 470 dollars so the rookie auction money what's crazy about is it carries over from season to season so if you don't spend it one rookie draft you can actually carry it over to the next year so i had 634 dollars still at in my rookie auction money which is basically is the equivalent of 1.6 so bottom line, I know it's a complicated league. If you looked at it, um, I gave up the 1.6, the 1.9, and Tyler Algier for Trevor Lawrence. It's a lot to give up, but I think the price is right, particularly in a 14-team Superflex League. I'm very excited to have Lawrence on my roster. My only share that I have of Lawrence, and he's now my sixth-ranked quarterback in my dynasty rankings. So I look at this as pretty positive for me, for sure. Next trade was interesting. I, um, I acquired Kyler Murray, and all I had to trade away was Mac Jones. Uh, Dawson Knox and a 2023 third round pick. So this trade looks great on paper, but it's a little different for my team because um, I have Josh Allen as my starter and it's a one quarterback league. And so Murray is just kind of like a backup for me now. Uh, but I was happy to make this trade when when Murray went on the on the trading block. Um, I just acquired about him just to see you know what I could get for him, thinking that I could use him as trade bait. I'm still pleased that I have him. Um, even though Murray ended the season with his ACL tear and it's going to take a while for him to come back next season. Uh, Daniel Jones is my third quarterback on this roster, so I still have depth beyond behind Allen while I wait for Murray to return next season, or late next season, I think it will be. So I have plenty of depth, and, and I really hoped that I would actually be able to uh, turn this right away. I, want, I acquired Murray and was hoping that I could trade him right away, or even Daniel Jones by the end of the season, the way he was playing, but I just wasn't able to trade either of them in this one quarterback league. But I think I'm going to be able to trade them next season. Besides, um, I'm a middle-of-the-pack team right now in this league, and, and now that I have Murray and Daniel Jones, 
it gives me the the opportunity to consider trading Josh Allen only for a very hefty price. I put Allen on the trading block this week in this league actually just to see what kind of offers I might get, and I made a few offers myself. Some kind of a middle of pack team, and I could actually use you know some rebuilding pieces. So we'll see what happens. I'm extremely weak at tight end in this league, so giving up up Knox you know hurt a bit, especially since Knox started performing well right after I made this trade. His end of the season ended up being pretty well. And I'm definitely going to miss a Josh Allen to Knox uh, stack that I had there for a while. Still, I like Murray way more than Mac Jones Knox in a 2023 third-round pick. So still happy with this trade. Hopefully I can move one of these quarterbacks next season when another quarterback gets injured or if they just start playing really well. Next trade I made, um, I acquired Elijah Moore in a 2023 second-round pick for Keenan Allen. So I traded away Keenan Allen. Um, at the very last hour of the trade deadline, literally like the trade deadline was ending on Monday night during the Monday night football game, and I traded him right before the game ended. Unfortunately for me, uh, Allen was the critical piece that helped this team that I traded with to win the Super Bowl. But thankfully, it's a 10-team league, so basically I traded away Keenan Allen for Elijah Moore and what's going to be, be now the 20th pick of the draft. Uh, given my roster, though, I'm still pleased with this trade. I'm still willing to depart. I was willing to part with Allen, largely because my other receivers are A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, T. Higgins, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson, Rashad Bateman, and Josh Palmer. So I've got plenty of youth and plenty of stud receivers in this uh, start three receiver leagues with A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, and T. Higgins. I'm fine to lose Allen and hope that uh, Elijah Moore, you know, is going to improve. Maybe he can really solidify himself next season finally as the wide receiver two behind Garrett Wilson. And hopefully the Jets get a better quarterback on their team. If they do that, I'll be very happy with this trade and I'll be excited to see what I get with this 20th pick. Allen is one of my most, my most favorite and most rostered players. If you follow me, you know that. Uh, but I just needed to move on with him, particularly in a roster like this. Next is kind of four trades in one. Zach Ertz. I traded him four for him and I traded him away at four separate times this season. So we've got four in one here. I won't comment on all of them in depth, but I made... Um, Almost uh, too many trades, you know, to t talk about here. But I added him in three leagues, and I traded him away in one. So I'm not going to say a whole lot about each one, but I'm very pleased of them because what I, all I wanted from Ertz was for him to help me this season. That I had that in mind when I traded for him. That's all I wanted was him to help me this season, and he sure as heck did. Uh, at the start of the season, he was even not even in my tight end spot. I was starting him as a flex spot in some of my leagues with other great tight ends on my team, just starting him in the flex spot. And he was great until week when, or week 10 when he got injured. For instance, here's what I acquired him for. I acquired Ertz for Albert O. Um, that's crazy. He lost his starting role to Greg Dulcich, so I won that trade. I uh, traded Ertz for Melvin Gordon, who lost his job in Denver and then ended up with Kansas City, won that trade. And um, I acquired Ertz uh, for Brandon Ayuk in a 2022 third-round pick, but remember, this is a salary cap league, and both of these guys were in the final year of their contract. My co-manager and I knew that we weren't going to be able to sign uh, Ayuk for much longer because we had C.D. Lamb that we were going to extend on our team. And so we we're willing to give away Ayuk. And man, Ertz sure did help us. I'd already told you that in this league, we won the money for the highest scoring league, and Ertz was a huge part of that early in the season. The only league where I actually traded Ertz away is one where I'm rebuilding and I have Dallas Goddard and Dawson Knox on my roster already, so I was willing to part with Ertz in that league while I'm rebuilding. In that league, I traded Ertz away for Romeo Dobbs. Kind of wish I would have got something a little bit better, but this was at the time when Ertz was doing good. Sadly for the other manager that uh, I traded him for, Ertz got injured the very next week after I traded him. 
So pretty terrible for that guy. I'm happy with that trade too. Ertz was fabulous to start the season, and he helped me just as what I expected. I expected him to help me this year, and that's what he did. A couple more, uh, a couple minor ones here before I get to some that I would definitely say I lost at the end of this trade. Um, I, I acquired Kenneth Gainwell for Eno Benjamin. Super minor trade. Uh, I added Gainwell to a team where I already had Miles Sanders on my roster. The other manager had Damian Pierce on his roster, and he offered me this trade after Benjamin signed with Houston, if you remember that <laughs> little blip on the radar last season. It's a pretty simple handcuff for handcuff trade at the end, but I ended up with the only player that's still on his team since Benjamin was later cut by the Texans, then picked up by New Orleans. Uh, it's mostly a meaningless trade, but I came away on top of that one, I think. Uh, Gainwell's going to stay on my roster, you know, since I have Miles Sanders, and he's really a player that I keep on my roster in this 30-man roster league anyway, so happy with that. Same can't be said for, you know, Benjamin. He might be a player that you would drop during this offseason. Next trade was I, I acquired Khalil Herbert, and I gave up a 2023 second-round pick. So I'm going to say right now that I don't regret this trade that I made to acquire Herbert uh, because he may be the Bears' starter next season after they let David Montgomery become a free agent. However, I made this trade midseason when Montgomery got injured and I thought I had a chance to push for the playoffs. And then right after Herbert got the starting role, he got hurt and the rest of my team struggled. And then I failed to make the playoffs. And so now this ended up being the fifth pick of the draft. So I may wish that I had the 2.5 that I gave up instead of Herbert. Really, this all just comes down to what the Bears do. If they uh, you know, sign Montgomery this offseason, I'm going to kind of wish that I had the 2.5. However, if the Bears don't re-sign Montgomery and Herbert becomes their starter, I'm going to be very happy that I gave away 2.5 for Herbert. Uh, I think he's totally capable of being a starter, and I hope that that is what happens. These next three, I'd consider myself in the losing category, though. It's had some top ones, had some that were kind of still up in the air, these three I'm not so proud of. In this league, one league I traded to get Dalvin Cook, but I gave away Javante Williams. Pretty big trade there. Uh, we're getting some trades now that I regret. I traded Williams to a rebuilding team uh, right near the deadline so that I could add Cook in my starting lineup to kind of help me with my playoff push. In that league, I did make it to the Super Bowl, but I lost. And Cook, though, he only contributed to one of my regular season wins that I remember. And down the stretch, he didn't help me at all. And he didn't help at all in the playoffs. And so now that I lost in the Super Bowl and he didn't help me in the playoffs, I would much rather have Williams on my roster. There's still a chance that Williams does not recover well from his ACL injury, uh, making me you know, regret this trade a little far less. But if he returns he healthy and the Broncos are you know, better coached next year and Cook continues to look like he's past his prime like he did at the end of this last season, I'm going to be very disappointed with this trade. I think I'm going to uh, try to learn to be more hesitant to trade away young injured running backs um, for older starters in the future. Um, I did that here, and it might be something that I try to be more careful not to do in the future. In the same league, I made another trade that I regret. Um, I added Deontay Foreman and Eno Benjamin, and I gave away a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 third round pick. So I gave away a second and a third for Dante Foreman and Eno Benjamin. I kind of regret this one, you know, right now. I did it in a league where I was very competitive, and Foreman did help me win a few games, you know, as I made my playoff push. Uh, still, he also contributed to a couple losses because he had some duds of a game for me, and, and, and I don't even think I started him once, once I actually made the playoffs, even though I advanced to the Super Bowl. At that time, you know, Foreman uh, had taken over as a starter when McCaffrey got traded, and at the time of the trade, Benjamin was the apparent starter for James Conner after he was injured, so I thought that I actually added two starting running backs that could help me this year. I didn't have hope for them for the future, 
but I thought that they could help me this year. Benjamin failed, you know, to win the job and then subsequently got cut by the Cardinals. Foreman, he started to see his touches get cut into as Chuba Hubbard got more involved in the offense in Carolina near the end of the season. I mean, as I mentioned above, Benjamin's now with the Saints. Foreman's set to be a free agent um, uh, unless Carolina does re-sign him. The only glimmer of hope that I have in this trade is if Carolina does re-sign Foreman. If they do, you know, um, he's not going to be great, but it would be make me feel a little bit better that I've got, at least got someone that might be kind of like a flex-worthy player for the next year or two. But if not, this is going to be an altogether loss. I already feel pretty bad about it right now. Now to the last one, what I consider far and away the worst trade that I made this season. And it looks ridiculous when I say it here or when you see it on paper. Um, but I have to give context for it to explain how in the world this happened. I traded away Geno Smith for Sam Ellinger. Oh my gosh. Wait, here's the context though. Don't kill me. Looks ridiculous now. Here's the, here's the context. I entered a three-team orphan auction dispersal last spring. I Meaning it's a super flex team. Uh, with only a few quarterbacks, a 14-team uh, Superflex team, and there were only a few quarterbacks that were available. So basically three teams uh, were in the dispersal. All their players got dropped back in the pool. We had an auction to try to figure out which players we wanted, what we could you know bid for. All in all, I ended up with, like I said earlier, Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz as my two starting quarterbacks. I did pick up Andy Dalton, Geno Smith, and Sam Howell for cheap in that auction as well. However, after Russell Wilson got traded to the Broncos... And Drew Locke, you know, got traded to the Seahawks. I thought Geno Smith was going to be the backup. I thought for sure he'd be the backup to Drew Locke after that trade. Sadly, at that point, I offered Geno Smith for Sam Ellinger, who I thought could help me lock up the quarterback position with their Colts. In case Matt Ryan got heart, hurt, at least I'd have Ellinger that I could start in the Superflex League. Well, we all know how that worked out. After I made the trade, the Colts actually signed uh, Nick Foles as Ryan's backup ahead of Ellinger, which is terrible. That was painful enough. But what's incredibly painful was that Geno Smith became the surprise starter of the year. Surprise of the year became the starter. And I just got utterly hosed by this trade. The other manager in this 14, this is what you got to get to. It's a 14-team Superflex League. And he got what I call a, look what I found, starting quarterback who dominated this season. I still made the playoffs in this league, but I lost in the first round. I'm convinced if I had Smith on my team, I would have had a much better seeding in the playoffs, and who knows how far I could have gone in the playoffs. You know, I don't blame myself for the process of trading a backup quarterback for a backup quarterback in a super flex league, uh, one that gave me my handcuff. Um, but man, this one bit me in the butt big time, and now it's one of my two or three most, I'd say the, the two or three worst dynasty trades that I've ever made. Process wasn't terrible, but gosh, the result was terrible trade on my part. Anyway, Dynasty Freaks, I encourage you guys to do the same thing. Give yourself an honest assessment. Go back and look at all the trades that you've made this year and give yourself a grade. See what you've done well, what you've not. Learn from it. Improve as a Dynasty Manager, which is what Dynasty Freaks are always doing. All right, that's a wrap for this week. My freaky friends, thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's. I'm much better on email than Twitter, so that's the best way to contact me. would love to talk with you during this off-season. As always, I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That really would mean a lot to me as an independent podcaster. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. 
Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.